Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to another great episode of Free on the Inside, a program to inform you about how good God is, to let you know that there's freedom, there's liberty, there's power in the name of Jesus. I'd just like to say hello to our partners in the ministry, Granny's Place Ministry, uh, Christian uh, 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 Christian uh, Pool Players Association, the Helping Hands Ministry, the Breath of Life Ministry. At least I go on and on and on. That's a lot of but I want to give those ministries uh, kudos for what they are doing and how they encourage God's people to be all about God's business. And that's what this ministry is all about. I am so honored to be with you today here. Uh, we're going to play some archives portion of our program to just kind of just kind of refresh you you know just kind of refresh you up to uh, refresh your memory of what we are doing. And I am so honored to be here today because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, every day is a gift. You know, every day is a gift. Like any good gift, any noteworthy gift, any uh, gift that touches your heart, you should take full advantage of it. And so enjoy this day that's like no other. Enjoy this time that's like no other. But it's a gift. It's a gift from God. Uh, today, the schedule for the ministry is we're going to be going down to Dallas Life. We've been doing that for a number of years. Today is our one of our annual luncheons, so we're going down there, and we're going to assist them in our luncheon. I say our annual because we go down there uh, on a regular basis. So we're going to go down there, and we're going to assist them in luncheons today. And this is our last one for the year at Dallas Life. And then we're going to uh, give the ministry opportunity to just rest and relax and enjoy the time with their family and friends. So uh, my hat goes off to all the volunteers that come down on a regular basis and those that have just have been there just one time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We never could do it without you. And also we, um, at the 4 o'clock hour, we're going over to uh, the senior living facilities. There's a senior's uh, living adult uh Facilities that's in Dallas. We're going to be going over there at the four o'clock hour and encouraging our young men and women to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And so I'm excited about what God is doing. And I thank God for opening up doors for the ministry. I thank God for using me. I thank God for counting me, uh, uh, counting me faithful at the things that I do. And I'm not just me, but all those that He's calling faithful at this at this time. And, you know, and we have our co-host on the line here, Brother Daniel. We're going to bring him in in a few minutes. But I just wanted to just talk to you about being faithful because the world challenges you at every turn. The world tells you that you're doing too much, that you just shouldn't do it like this. The world tells you to stop. But God said, go ye therefore, because I'm with you wherever you go, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm a character someone out there that's thinking about stopping. I'm a character someone out there that feel like that our hope is lost. Let you know that. Never give up on God, and God will never give up on you. You know, I do ministry. I do mentoring in ministry, 
and I'm encouraging men to be strong in the Lord and the power. But sometimes I have to follow my own example. Sometimes I got to be strong. Sometimes I got to stand on God's word. I do, but sometimes I'm just forsaken and stumbling, and, and I get to lose my grip and my balance, and I want to let go. But I know who holds me. He holds me in his hands, and I know that I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to stumble. I'm not going to ever, uh, uh, not able to accomplish the things that he has for me. And I want you to know that day that God has something special for you that only you could do it. I can't do it. Your loved ones can't do it. It just, it has to be you because he has work for each and every one of us to do. It's up to you to continue that work that which he has started in you. Be faithful at the task at hand. We're going to bring in Brother Daniel here, and we're going to just uh, go on with the show here. We're going to run some archives uh, programs today, so we pray back that you, we pray to enjoy it and kick back and you just bring back your remembrance and how you in, enjoy it, uh, enjoy that uh, that portion of the program. And so we'll bring Brother Daniel in here in just a few minutes. Good morning, Brother Daniel. You're on the net. Good morning, good morning, well, Reverend Lewis. How good morning. You Welcome today? to the program. Welcome to the program. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed today. Just blessed. Well, I've been on there a couple of weeks. I've been on the show for a couple of weeks, but I'll still be in with you. I'll still be with you in spirit. Well, hey, well, how's man, you doing you today? How's your morning today? Uh, everything's going well, brother Daniel. I was just giving the, I was listening to the audience of uh, our schedule for the day. But I'm excited about the things that God has for me to do. And sometimes it, it gets overwhelming in all our life because we do a lot of things. And but yet you, you're not really doing it on your own. You're doing it up under the auspices of our of the Holy Spirit, God that orders himself. I was encouraging a young man the other day that. That uh, that someone had told him to quit doing what he was doing for the Lord. Someone told him that he's just doing too much. Someone told him to just stop it. And he asked me, he said, "Brother, what do you think? And what do you think about it?" And I said, "No, brother, you can't stop because if God be for you, who could be against you?" And that's we'd be mindful that the enemy wants us to stop. The enemy wants us to give up and give out. But God, but God said, "Keep scoring." He said, "I never put no more on you than you can bear." And I believe that, brother Daniel. I really believe that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I know. I know. I know a lot of things you know happen in your life, and you know, like whenever you start getting this feeling that maybe you are uh, everything that you're doing, and seem like every obstacle seems getting in your way, and you keep wondering. Is it real worth it? Is it really worth it? Is this really this this walk that you're trying to do with God and everything seems to but if you look back, God never promised you that everything and every day would be perfect with this walk in Christ that we're doing. You know, I I, I can contest the the same thing because in my brief years of uh, that I have, you know, been with God, uh, there's been a lot of things that happened in my life that I keep, you know, but these dolls are test. And your main obstacle, and any any other Christian's main obstacle, is the Satan. 
He always get in the way when always you're trying to do your best. You know, and that voice that that you know that young man that you're talking about you're hearing, that's really what it is. It's the end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We, you know, the word says, you know, my sheep knows my voice, and another they won't listen to. And so we have to be very mindful that that's voices that are speaking to us. But are they godly yeah. voices? Come on, brother, man, you, you you hit on something. It's the enemy, and that's his job to work on you because he knows his time is limited. His time on this earth. It's getting short. And now he's trying to come up and to get everybody, every, 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 everybody he can with him to take him to hell with him. <laughs> you know, he wants to get you on his arm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, back in the day when I, me and you were growing up, we had this thing they called the draft. You know what I'm saying? You know about I that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Everybody had a draft. Uh, you had a lot of lottery number that you gonna get. He gonna give you a number. He wanna give you his number, and he wants you to get in with his services, dog, because he wants to take you down. Anything he can do in order to hinder your life, to make your life man miserable, he'll do that. You know, you be walking around. The guy was the other day was he telling me to say, man, you know what? Uh, no matter what I got on, or no matter what other clothes I got on, or whatever I think, I'm looking good. He'll get in somebody else's mind for them to tell you, Say, man, what you got that on for, man? What are you looking like this for? You know what I'm saying? You can't never be happy if you keep listening to other people. That's the word for the day. You cannot make yourself happy trying to make other people happy. You know, because they're never going to be happy because you have to set your sights on the Lord in your own individual way. We are all uh, uh, different individuals. We all made of different DNA. You know, your family members might have your same DNA, but they are individuals themselves, you know. And uh, this is like you said, you all can be all just what your daddy was. You know, and my daddy is God. My daddy is not the evil one. You know what I'm saying? So if you work for the evil one, you're going to do what? Evil thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if your DNA is of God, you're going to do right things. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of yeah. people yeah, you know, are There's two forces in this yeah. world basically pitting against each other. And this struggle has been going on ever since Adam and Eve. You know? Yeah. And that is, yeah, and that, that is so true, though, Brother Daniel. And you know you were saying some things there about your DNA. You know, as we've been born again and we're Christians, our DNA have physically, uh, you know, not, uh, spiritually changed. You know, we were a child of uh, Satan, now we've been a child of God because we all were born in the sin and we were shaped in iniquity. That's why, that's but why the Bible says you, when you're born again, you become a new creature. 
You right, become a right, new, a new creation. Yeah, and, and you know, and, you know, and we have to think like that. You know, last our last men's conference uh, was about uh, uh, what's that first uh, first Peter was said. Now let us live like people that are being set free, not using our freedom and opportunity to do evil, but as a, but as a servant for God. You know, we have to live like we are being set free. And, and I was telling this young man that was challenging with his relationship with God. I said, now, if God puts some things to your hand and your heart to do, I want you to follow through through to the best of your ability. It ain't up to us to uh, 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 force this thing because God is in charge of it. I'm saying force it, we not overthink it. Sometimes we overthink. We start saying, well, God, I'm going to take an example, like we're going to do uh, feeding on the street from time to time. And sometimes you can overthink it. Oh, I'm I'm not going to have enough. I'm not gonna have enough resources. The people ain't gonna be uh, able to help me out, of, and the people I'm down there with, I'm scared. It might be some angry and bitter people. You overthinking these things. God just said, "Go," and I'll prepare the way for you. A lot of times we overthink, we overanalyze things. It's like if you go, you sick and go to the doctor. First thing you start thinking, "Oh, this thing gonna kill me. I'm gonna die." And the doctor said, "No, you just got a little." <laughs> You got a virus. I hear you so better. So take this, you'll do better. You know, we over mm. we over analyzing things, and so in our Christian walk, brother Daniel, won't you listen Amen. to me? our Christian walk? We can over analyze things when it's concerning God, because this is God's business. Doors are going to open and doors are going to close, but it's to the glory of God. How are you handling it? Uh, you know, uh, how are you handling those difficulties and those challenges? Time. You know, I'm going over to the uh, Senior Citizen Center today, and I'm going to talk about if Jesus calmed the storm. And in all of our life, whether you're young or old, you're going to have storms, calamities, mishaps in your life. And they said that Jesus told the disciple, let us go over to the other side. That means that I'm going to be there with you. As Jesus speaks into our lives, he said, let us do this. Uh, come on and do that. He encouraged us. It means that if I put it on your heart and, your, and put it in your hands, that you shall be more than a conqueror. And as they made their journey to the other side, Brother Daniel, the scripture said that the wind started roaring and the sea started becoming angry and bitter and tossing and turning to the point that the disciples thought that they was going to drown and the boat was going to capsize. But yet it said that Jesus was in the bottom of the boat sleeping on a couch. Oh, I love to think about my Lord and Savior. It's just a, a prayer away. He's always available for us. When we don't see his hand at work in our life, we got to believe that his presence is ever present with us. Sometimes I don't see God working in my life, but I know that he's there. He's there, and he's just a prayer away. And they said the disciples went down and they woke him up. I like to think that they had a prayer that that stirred heaven so much to the point that God answered that mm. prayer. And they said that mm-hmm. they woke up, that Jesus woke up and went up, and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And Jesus had a way, way of calming He had mm. a way of calming those things in our life, Brother Daniel. Those things that mm-hmm. that, uh, that unsettle us, those things that disturb us, if we give it over to our Lord and Savior, he can calm those things. Amen. And he's going to challenge us. Where is your faith? He's going to challenge you. Because, you know, uh, mm. you know, our faith, brother, our faith has been challenged each and every day. 
so we have to realize that, you know, if God be for us, whoever could be against us. I know those are some clever words. They sound dope words. They sound, well, you know, they sound good. But you got to believe that, brother. You got to believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He stayed. You get up. You got to believe that. And yeah. so I, that's something I'm going to share with our seniors today. And, I, and plus it encouraged me, too. You know, but I, I said that, Ricky, because uh, we all have to be encouraged by the word of God. You know, the word yeah. of God is our foundation, our building block, you know, is what we stand on. And the same word that we use to encourage someone else, we have to encourage ourselves. Because we you know, know what? I was we go through things. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day when you talking about storms, you know, last week. You know, and it's been about a, uh, one more day from being a week tomorrow. You know, we had these tornadoes that came to Dallas last week around this Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, uh, and I kind of had a revelation on uh, what would and what would make, you know, I looked at the internet and they told me there were nine different tornadoes at one time. Can you can you realize that, Brother Lewis? The story revealed through a satellite up in the up in the atmosphere. You know they uh they got satellites up there, and these satellites, basically, everything that's going on in the world is getting tracked, is getting marked, and these cameras, they can basically see from thousands of miles up in the air the activity of a tornado. So at this time, these these satellites show that at the same time, at different times, but at the same time, there were nine different tornadoes in this Dallas-Fort Worth area, all around from Northwest Highway all the way to Allen, Texas, down 75. So at the same time, around these different areas of the Dallas, the hand of God was moving, and you can say that this this the weather basically is the hand of God moving. You know what I'm saying? We all all at the will of God when you got a storm that's going on. You know, as you said before, Jesus spoke and he told the storm to be still, right? That's right. He told the storm to be still. So you got nine different tornadoes going on and he went over here and he went over there and the storm put down over there and basically we was all at the mercy of God that these tornadoes didn't come and just basically and it also said that the winds were up to 140 miles an hour brother Lewis can you imagine that do you know what the speed of 140 miles an hour is the winds was just shearing and destroying land, sucking up water out of swimming pools and shearing metal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Totally destroying really buildings, 
And they said they, they, they had they knew these different kind of villains that really was supposed to be stormproof. But it didn't do it. It didn't hold out in this weather. This 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 storm last week, basically, it was sent from God, Brother Lewis. This was God acting out his wrath on the dollars because, basically, God is angry about what's happening in this in this in this in this city. It's something basically that's going on in our. In our city, Brother Lewis, we're not, something's going on terrible that God is displeased in. And I can't really, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth by saying what it is. Basically, if you look at it, and basically you got a common decency and a common moral about life, you know what's going on. I don't have to tell you about what's going on. In our, in our in our country, in our city, and in our world, and at the same time, God sees what's going on, and He's trying to warn you and tell you that you need to get it right. You know what I'm saying, Brother Lewis? Yeah, it they need to get it right. So true. That's so true. The whole world is is in travailing. The whole world is travailing. On things that are going, that is going about, man, from uh, United States to Europe to uh, Japan and anywhere on this on this on on this face of the earth, man, because there's a there's a devil running loose. There's a devil that's been uh, that's been let loose upon the earth, man. It started from the top down, and as for Christians, man, we got to we got to bridge the gap. We got to stand in the gap. As Christians, we got to hold up that bloodstained banner. As Christians, we are, we have been called to, to make that wrong right, to straighten up the crooked path. And how do you do that? By praying for your leaders. How do you do that? By being involved in, in civic affairs. How do you do that? By showing the love of Christ Jesus to the unlovable, to the undesirable. How do you do that? By living a life that's pleasing to God. Yes, there's some trouble going on. Yes, there's chaos running rapid. But we should lose hope. We've been called to bridge the gap, and, and oh, I thank you for saying that, brother Daniel. Sometimes it's, it's a challenge. Sometimes you want to throw up your hand <laughs> and then I give up. Well, God ain't give us a spirit to uh, give it up. He ain't gave us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. You said some things there, brother Daniel, and we and we know as a Christians and that, and that that life is just all messed up, brother. That things ain't right, you know, and, and we are obligated and being called to try to uh, uh, intervene on on, uh, on society behalf. I thank God for someone intervening in my life. You know my story and your story, just like man and I listen to We all have a story. I'm trying to say, and we thank God that someone took time out to share the, the gospel with us, and we have to share the gospel with a dying world. About a Christ that lives, a Christ that will forgive, that a Christ that is full of grace and mercy, and that grace is saying to help. It just we got a God that's willing to help us in time of need. We just have to turn to Him. And sometimes it's a challenge, man, because everybody is tied up in the in their own possessions. What I got, I got a job, I got a roof over my head, I have money in the account, I got a savings, so I'm kind of dependent on my resources. But I beg to differ. What profit to a man or a woman to gain the whole world and lose their very soul or lose their relationship? 
You know, I share that with brother down at the at the jail. You know, brother, think about it. All the stuff that you've done, whether it worth you losing your freedom, your self-respect, because when you go to jail, they strip you naked. They search every cavity in your body. And then when you go mm. to the bathrooms in jail, you know, they got an open toilet. When you take a shower, you got an open shower. Is it worth losing all your self-respect for a little glimpse mm. of uh, a little, uh, uh, just a, a for a flush, a fleshly desire. Is it worth it? And we all have made those oh, mistakes. And I'm talking about mistakes in one way, whether it's financial or whether it's relationships or whether uh, 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 kids or whatever it may be. But when you know better, you do better. And how do you know better by knowing what things are, are pleasing to God? It'll make you want to do better. Make you want to do the things concerning God and His Word. Brother Daniel, this is a great day to be in the presence of the Lord. God is up to suffering in our lives, in the lives of his people. And so we have to stand on his word and his word in law, and we have to encourage one another to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, because that's nothing nothing else to stand on. Everything else is like sinking sand. Amen. We have to stand on God's word. You know, I, I will... uh. I don't have a guest today, but you're my guest. The listening audience is my guest. And so it's, it's always good for us to just sit down and just reflect on how good God is. Brother Dan, you've been with me for quite a while, and we have had various guests on the show. If it's, if it's one episode that you really enjoyed, let's talk about some episodes that, that, may, that maybe really got your curiosity up and you really enjoyed it. You done listened to quite a few of our shows, and it's something that you probably never even heard of before. Do you have one well, episode been, that you really been several. There have been several ones that it really uh, kind of really excited me. You know, a couple of was a lot of uh, my musician friends that came on there. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of book writers that came on there. A couple of actors came on there. You know, uh, yeah, like I said, it's been a long time we've been on there. And, you know, our archive is full of, full of gifts. It'd be, I don't really think it'd be fair with me once I got a really special one, you know, Brother Lewis, you know. <laughs> you know uh, it's just so video. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like going to a buffet. It's so much food that you just want to sample a little bit of everything. So sample a little bit uh, of everything. And, you know, we we yeah, and we do have a very you know our ministry is 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 real versatile, Reverend Lewis. Because I I asked one guy to be a guest on the show, and he told me that he was a, a he told me he was a movie, and he could he didn't really. Uh, said he wanted to be on there because you know he got bringing up all that stuff about being with a, a white man's god and all this, and he didn't really want to see like he was lowering himself on being a guest on my show. In fact, he was a he was a manager of a boxer, and he told me to. Uh, well, I, I I I said, well, brother, I tell you, we don't have any kind of, you know, we don't have any kind of. Uh, Restraints on what we are talking about. We let everybody have their own say, but at the same time, you can make your own opinion about 
what's good. Like I'm saying again, you can make your own opinion about what's good and what's right. You know what I'm saying? I think I think I can even you know have a, a, a debate with a atheist or a devil worshiper. You know because I can tell him certain things about what's right. And then he can tell me what he think is wrong about something. But at the same time, you know, you know in your heart what God really is. You know what I'm saying? You know that a person that says he believes in, you know, satanic worship, you know, and he's all this, they know that this, that at the same time, the devil knows God is right. And he knows, like we're going back again, he knows that his time is limited. And he's going to bring up his defense against everything he can say against right. You know what I'm saying? Anything he can do to tear down God, he'll try to do it because he knows his time is raw and limited. Right? Yeah, that, that is so true. And, you know, and I was just thinking about some shows that I've done. Uh, you know, many, many years ago, uh, long before you came on, I had a young man that called me. He was, he said he was, he was in uh, New York. Cause I, I show mm-hmm. talk to people all over the world, all over the United States and other sides of the world. We talked to people in England and in London and in Africa. They had a different time. Uh, they got different times, so it's hard to get those at the time that, uh, that we come down in the morning because it's 8 o'clock here. It's 9, 10 o'clock there, you know. It's so crazy. Yeah. So that time just was really bad. We had this one guy that called in from New York. He said and that he was Satan. <laughs> and he used to call me a couple uh, of times, and we get a little yeah, hearty debate on right? the phone. <laughs> but yeah. he would call me and say, man, I heard what you said, being free on the inside. I'm here to take that freedom from you. And we would talk about it. We just debate on life and debate on scripture. And one day he called me offline. He said, brother, I was thinking about what you were saying. And I, you made a lot of sense, and, and I have to really reevaluate my relationship with the God that I'm saying that I'm serving. And I think that your God is a greater God. But I, I just, man. just get out of the air for a while, and, and I need to just re- you know he didn't call me anymore. I said, brother, my line is always open. But he did. He called and said, man, I, I want to just take some time out and, and contemplate my my decisions that I had made. And see if I can just so, you know, reconnect with the true and living God. And I said, "Wow, that's why we've been free on the inside, Ricky. We had people you don't never know who we touch. Tell us about these things. You never know who we touch, You know, we don't take time for granted because you're so true, Ricky. Because I do a mentoring, and sometimes I mentor guys that they're stubborn and rebellious. And and they just evil and hard, and they tell me that they don't believe in what I'm doing, and I'm and I'm not a good mentor, and and, and I'm wasting their time. But then they walk away from me, but I keep doing what I'm doing to someone else. And Ricky, will you believe it or not, those guys will come back to me later on when they get back in the program, God and they ask on. for me in particular. They said, they said, I want Brother Lewis to be my mentor because I've been watching him from a distance, and I see that even though I didn't think much of him, but he kept on doing what he was doing because he was doing it for the glory mm-hmm. of God. And, and I want to have that staying power. Brother Daniel, I want that staying power that I saw in somebody else. I saw other people do what I do, and I want that staying power. And that's what it's supposed to do, man. We're supposed to be imitators of our Lord and Savior. We saw him weather the storm. We saw him speak to the uncomfortable things and they settle down. We want to have that same power. 
We want to have that same power, man. That when people Amen. tell you that, uh, uh, that I ain't gonna let this happen to you, you gotta say this is the will of God. I'm gonna go on and let God work this thing out, you know. Because you know we can't take it for granted, though, brother Daniel. We can't take this thing Amen. for granted. And, and you know, and, and I'm glad you said that because we did some shows many, 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 many years ago when we first started, and we had some characters on here that other people said, "Why would you let them be on that?" But that's a, that's why we had that freedom, and that's why this is a religious program. But we allow people to use they uh, to share, not to you, but to share their gifting and in turn and encourage someone else. Because when I first I became a Christian. There were some things that I was scared to do. I figured I couldn't do certain things, and I couldn't go certain places. And I, and I know that I some places I can't go. I can't go to a topless bar. I don't need to be going to no nightclub. But I know there's some things that I can do. I can go to games. And I can go to family events, and I can socialize. I'm not being restricted and held hostage because of the life I live, professing Christ, because someone in those same settings that I'm going to, they're going to see you and they're going to want to know about the God you serve. Brother, I used to drink. They tell me how you quit drinking when everywhere I go is people drinking. Brother, how you quit smoking where everywhere we go, people smoking there is almost legal, brother. And now that I, I know that it, it starts smoking, it's a gateway drug and it leads to other things. And, and, uh-huh. and, I, and I see how you manage it. How do I manage yeah. it, you know? And that's where you go back to the word of God, where Jesus said that I pray for you, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And the all that came unto me by no means will they be torn out of my hand. Give your life over to Christ Jesus, and he'll help uh, calm the storms of your life. Brother Daniel, we all have been challenged each and every day. But how you manage that those challenges, it, it reflects your relationship with God. You know, church is a challenge, brother. Sometimes people in church, they tell you to get out of church, go away. And sometimes, you know what, that may be the devil. Maybe you're up to something. Maybe your your worship is so real that it intimidates the devil. Then he tell you, get out of here. <laughs> you know how they you say, this is Jesus. It's Jesus. And Jesus said, peace be still. You be quiet. <laughs> we know who you are. You're Jesus. You know, and not that we're saying that we're Jesus. I'm just saying I'll believe it. But sometimes your relationship with God is so powerful. That people are being intimidated by it. But then sometimes you gotta hey, check yourself. Man. Are you a disruptor? Are you a are, mm. you, are you are you a disruptor? Are you a peacemaker? So you want to make sure that you ain't disruptor. <laughs> yeah. Are you you know exactly? And so so we have to be careful about those things. And ask God at the end of the day, God, I pray that I was pleasing and honorable to the thing that you have me to do. God, I pray that I did not hurt anybody along the way. If I did, forgive me. God, I pray that I made a difference in the world today, that the world was a better place because I was in it. It was a better place because I went to this place. Even if I just went to the mall, I pray that the mall was being covered by your grace and mercy. If I just went to the grocery store, I pray that I was uh, being blessed, dear Lord, by uh uh, uh, being a blessing by being in the place, dear Lord, that uh, that we get the right things that we need, uh, the food that we have enough money, not only for me but for everyone else to go to the grocery store, and they're trying to budget their uh, their finance. We pray that because we are there, that you allow them to be able to make right decisions. We pray that someone else is uh, 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 that I'm in the presence of, that I'm being blessed by them, because it goes two ways, brother Dane. Amen. So we're blessed because of someone else's relationship someone with God. Else. Amen. Yeah, somebody, they used to, to tell me, you blessed by your mama's prayers or your grandmama's prayers. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. All those years of her praying on her knees, she praying for you, for my son. Yeah. Praying for my grandkids. And these prayers don't exactly. never go nowhere. Yeah. Huh? Uh, and we praying little. Huh? And, and our prayers that we don't, yeah. Yeah, your prayers, uh-huh. those, those prayers of the saints, they don't never go. They stay there. They'll be floating around in the atmosphere. They'll come back. Yeah. Coming back in the earth. Maybe 10 years. And, and I, Let my son be, let my grandson be a, a, a doctor. Let my grandson be a millionaire. Let my grandson be the president. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those prayers are effective, Brother Daniel. Those prayers are worthwhile. Those prayers are still going to accomplish they. Uh, uh, the perfect will and the will of God, brother Dane. Those prayers are gonna do, gonna break the strongholds of the enemy. Those prayers are gonna, uh, are gonna be your gateway to have that relationship with our heavenly Father. But you know, there was a song at one time that said, "Somebody prayed for me. They had me on yeah. their mind. They spent a little time on mind on bending knees and they prayed for me. And I think God for the prayers that went rendered on my behalf." When I didn't know anything, you know, when I couldn't you know, know anything, someone prayed uh, for me. I could, I could tell you firsthand about something like that, Reverend Lewis. You know, you know, you know about my family uh, situation. My mom and my brother for years, and I'm saying for years, ever since we were little kids. My mom kept telling me, I said, my son gonna be a preacher. I said, what? Oh no, Mama! I kind of I said no, Mama. Hey, God, show me that, Ricky. And she was praying, and I would go in there sometime, and I see my mom on her knees. I see my mom praying. She praying that this this my brother would stop using drugs and stop acting crazy and coming in and run around and act like he was having double personality problems. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. all this yeah. went on for years, brother. You know, all this went on for years. You know, I would see him going in and out of the penitentiary. I would read some of those letters that he would write. My mom, he was preaching on the letters and saying scriptures. And but when he get back out, the, like that, that 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 demon be waiting for him when he coming out because you know he knows your dreams too. He hears your prayers, too. And anything he can do in order to knock that dream away, he'll try to do it. You know, so he'll be waiting for you. Uh, Pardon the mind used to say, man, sometimes when we get out to penitentiary, man, he said, we get out and we go to the bus station. And you say, these demons and these, through these men, be waiting for us at the bus station with these drugs in their hands. You know what I'm saying? You see how the enemy is? They yeah. say it will go years without being on crack cocaine. And at the same time, when they get home, when they get home from, from, from down in Houston, they come back to Dallas. They be waiting downtown. See, man, I got it, man. <laughs> I got it. You know, you know what I'm saying? You see how the enemy works through people. Also, God works through people, but... Just, the enemy was working. He was working his thing. He said, man, you have to be strong in order to fight that temptation. 
because he'd be like that for you. Yeah, man, I know you've been you've been sick for a couple of years, huh? I, I got it, man. I got it. You know, and 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 and, and this and this thing have to come up. You know what I'm saying? You have to be strong in the Lord. And you know, whatever's been prayed over you, like I said, through the years, God's prayers gonna work out. And he did work out. He worked out. He brought my God, brought my Lord God and my brother. And he's a firm man in the Lord right now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I was to see you. Well, we're going to make another personal testimony through you, Brother Lewis. I saw you. And I saw you and I was with you. And I see you doing some of the things I don't even want to say on the radio. But at the same time, God had his hands on you. And he worked you. He worked through you. He worked through your mom. Your mom was a praying lady. She's a praying lady. She prayed for her son. Bring my God. Bring my son closer to God. Help him, Lord. Don't don't take him out. Don't let the enemy take him out. And look at you today, Reverend Lewis. Look at you today. You're a strong man in the Lord. You got men. Men. Bleeding in life, you bring these these jail bound men, you bring these gang leaders that some of them don't even want you to come in and look at them and talk to them. I remember my son was locked up. He said, I saw Brother Lewis down there today. I seen Reverend Lewis down there. He wanted to talk to me. I want him to talk to me. You know, you know what I'm saying, Reverend Lewis? You brought my last night my son was talking to me, Reverend Lewis. He told me, Daddy, I'm tired of this mess we've been going through in our family. And I know it's God hey, is working on his heart. God is working on my family. God is working on your family, Reverend Lewis. What word was son that you want to come back to God? He's going to get him. He's going to come back. Your son. I don't know Amen. why I'm like this today, Reverend Lewis. He gonna bring your son to be in with you. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And, and that is so true, though, brother. That is so true. And God is. When I say God is up to something. And I like. We're not to lose hope. As you said, if we pray for our family members and we don't see no nothing happening on this side of heaven, but God is working in the atmosphere. God is and working. And we can pray for other people that we see other people's families come together and we want to know why our family ain't. Because, you know, because God is up to something. God is up to something. He's working it out. He's working it out. And you got to learn to let go and let God. I said that. And let God take hard. care. Because I well, try to man. hold on to things and I just mess it up. Don't try to hold on to things. Don't let go and let God have it. Let God have it. He fixes it. He works it out better than I can ever imagine. And when he fixes it, Lord, it's I feel the Holy Ghost today, you know, brother. Lord. I, I, I work on a You don't know all of him you say that today. You don't know all of him he talk like this today, but I feel the Holy Ghost today, Lord Jesus. And he talked to me. And I've been going through some things, Reverend Lewis, that I don't really want to explain. I'm going to tell you that God works. By you being faithful and you just being patient. You cannot do yes, it yourself. You have to let God work it out for you. All the edits so you know? about that. You know? And, and you know, once we learn that, once we learn that there's a calm and a peace comes in our lives, 
that's that serenity. That's that peace that surpasses understanding, the knowing that God has to work us out. Yes, we're going to be concerned, but we're not to be overly concerned that we're going to try to take it out of the mouth of hand. Let him work these things out. Brother Daniel, I'm getting ready to uh, go down to the shelter today. This is our, uh, uh, this, this has been many, many years, so long I don't forgot about it. Uh, but I'm never tired of doing this year. I'm always excited how God is touching the lives of men and women, how God is doing something and he's changing their lives. It brings me great joy when I don't see those men and women on a regular basis down at the shelter in the street because I know that God had took them out of that environment. I always say that these are temporary, uh, uh, these are just temporary calamities in their lives, and I know that God yeah, is just temporary. Up. If I never see them again, I know that they are in that Master's hand, and I know that oh, they are in the Master's hand. And, and when I was juvenile young men, I encouraged them through the Word of God, but I also tell them to get them a skill, get them uh, uh, an occupation. So no matter where they go, they can always be useful to their family, to themselves, and to God. Plumbers, electricians, carpenters, uh, uh, barbers, mechanics, those skills are very useful and prosperous, and you could be successful anywhere you go, but you only and only true success comes from Christ Jesus. And so whatever Amen. you do, do it unto the Lord. Whether you're cutting hair, do it unto the Lord. Whether you're working on cars, do it unto the Lord. Because God will bless you. You know, it don't, you know, Rick, brother, Dan, we done had some money. I'm talking about in society, you done had a little money, I done had a little money, we all had money. But well, that money, that money just comes and goes. That money doesn't possibly make us any better than what we are today. That money would, if you have all been the money in the world, right, brother, not been you still life. don't be happy. Yeah, you, you still not happy. happy. We see that through those stars and the entertainer. And I talk to you athletes about it. every year, uh, every few years, uh, I, uh, athletes get a contract renegotiated. Four million dollars ain't enough. They want six million the next year. They want ten million the next year. What are you oh, doing? Oh, nine million. million. Sure <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, yeah. You know, it, but is that really what you need? You know, mm. but so do you want? You know, you can manage your money and be successful. And are you using your money to help your family? Uh, help yourself and help God. Or say are, like you, help God are you doing family. the will of Either God That's really what counts. Are you doing yeah. the will of God through your money? And like one of the things God told us to help the hungry people, help the widows and the orphans. Do you know what a widow is? That's a woman that don't have a husband. Or she got some kids and she's hard to take care of. Uh, uh, um, that's another thing. Like I was saying the other day, how that storm basically ripped up dollars like that. You don't, you know how many people are living up under the bridges over there on that, on that. Uh, I go to work every day, uh, Reverend Lewis, and I go to go past these bridges, and I look up underneath bridges. I see these men that got these homes. You know what I'm saying? They got the, everything yeah. they own in the world up with they in their possession. They got it up on the bridge, or they got it up on this tent. And then also when they go out, they own they own the they own the uh, the, the curve or the medium of the street, and they got these little signs in their hands saying, "I need a help. I need a hand. I need a help. I need help." 
I used to, I used to, I used to, I used to make fun of him. I mean, and then I used to, that's where I had God really in my heart. Then I started, I started thinking about it. I'm just one step away from being like this myself. You know what I'm saying? You never know what might happen to you. So basically, sometimes I go in my pocket. When I got it, I give him money, Reverend Lewis. Somebody said I was crazy for doing that. Hey, man, that dude's no, but then again, you never know. You never know. You never know when something might come up onto you. You never know when something might happen. You never know when something might help to, to take your strength away from you so you won't be able to get out the bed to go to work every day. You never know when you might be driving your car and then have an accident and hit something, then you be totally paralyzed and you inside a bed have to have somebody to feed you every day. You never know. You never know when you might lose your eyesight and you be blind and you have to walk around with a cane and then you have to ask somebody, hey, lead me this way. Lead me in this right direction. Don't do nothing to me. I can't, I can't see. I can't see. You know what I'm saying? You never know when you might be at the mercy of the mighty God. You never know. So while you're here on this earth and while you got this faculties, and when you got this common decency and the respect to know that you can help your fellow man by what you got. You can go out and feed the people, feed them, give them food. This man, man told me at work last about a couple of months, man, why are you wasting your time going out there feeding these folks, man? There ain't nothing wrong with them people. They can get a job, too. Okay, man, have you ever been out there trying to find a job lately, Reverend Lewis? Huh? It's, it's just Have you been out trying to find a job? Yeah. You do you know yeah, how hard it is finding a job nowadays? And we got education. Do you understand if you don't have a, a, a education, uh, you don't have job uh, references, and you don't know how to write a resume, or basically you don't have clean clothes on, you might not have a haircut, you might not have a shave, or... Uh, you might come down that area that you smell pretty bad or whatever, you know. You know, do you know how hard it is you find you a job overnight? And you know what I'm saying? Won't they find a job? You know, they need help. They need help, Reverend Lewis. They need your spiritual help and your physical help. It's just a word to say, why don't they? Why, why, why? a big word too, like if. If if they were to do this, why they don't do it? If if you know. So you have to be mindful for the words that you speak. Because your words can come back to haunt you. Who said that? Brother Solomon. <laughs> Let my wines be kind because that one day I might have to come back and eat them. You have to watch what you say about people and what you say about things because your words can come back to haunt you. Am I saying the right thing, Reverend Lewis? Yeah, yeah, you said some things that, man, that really is poignant, Ricky, uh, Brother Dave, because, you know, we have to be very mindful. We've got to be kind and tenderhearted and compassionate towards people because only through the grace and the mercy of God that could be us. That should like be us. Saying. That might like be us. So we have God to be mindful. 
he was tired. Uh, I'm thinking about giving up because he's listening to the voice of other people. He keeps saying, man, you keep doing it, man. It don't seem like it's working out for you. You know what I'm saying? That's basically why you see why I see a lot of youngsters nowadays because they run me, they don't want to go to church because they see people praying. And they say, I keep seeing them running them down the street, hollering, man. You don't need all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't need all that. But you can go to a football game, holler for the sports figures, come home and be almost be lose your voice, hollering. Hollering for what? Something that's, you know, something that's out there. They don't do that. The guy, I mean, the sports figures ain't going to do too much for you unless you're really doing the wrong thing for them. You know, like you might be putting, putting money or get raising the money on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can see why some people really get caught up in sports. You know, they're bickering and putting wages and money on them, wages and money on, on games and sports events and stuff like that. And basically they get caught up. Then they get mad. But, uh, uh, a guy was telling me last week, man, why he said, and I'm going to say the name of it, he said, it's a certain sports team that everybody seems to love, but at the same time they hate them. You know what team I'm talking about, though, don't you, Rev. Lewis? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of teams like that, but I, know, I, I kind of have an idea of what you're talking about. Yeah, people I don't, like don't, don't want to bash them, Everybody seems to love this team. And people are like that. Uh, but everybody hate them. Everybody hate them. Why do everybody hate them? You know, uh, uh, maybe maybe somebody that that's really a, that's, uh, that sponsors the team, uh, maybe they're not really doing what they're really supposed to be doing to people. I would say that. A lot of people really hate this team because at the same time they loved it. You know what I'm saying? That's basically where hate comes from because hate really comes from love. Somebody really, 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 really used to love this person. But at the same time, something happened to, to make the hardness hard. You know what I'm saying? And then once the heart gets hard, you can't never find time to say, I love you. I like you. I mean, I really respect you, man. You know, I, I, I hate them. I hate, 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 hate. You know, this can't harden, harden your heart because before there was love. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when we come back to the hate, the love, the good, and the evil part. You know, hate comes from love because. Hate comes to come to something that the person really wanted, and it didn't come to them when they wanted it to come. And so they build up this wall of resentment, this wall of resentment. And over the years, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse until, basically, hate brings on disease and sickness. You know that? Yeah. All this brings it does. on. It, it, it works with your physical. Yeah. Being hated, you know, it, it works with you physically. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. does. And, you know, brother, and, and as you were saying that, that because I love hate, and, you know, we have to equate that with Satan. You know, Satan, he, he hates the things of God. 
He wants to be like God. And sometimes in our life or just in the in the physical, we get envy and we get jealous and we get uh, uh you know we get beside ourselves with people's places and things, and so we start hating those things there. But that's not of God. God is love, and God is not a God of hate. And God, God vengeance is mine, that I say the Lord. And that vengeance only come out against the things that's against God. God ain't going to take vengeance on somebody because you mad at them. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, yeah, I, yeah, it's a love thing, man. I'm working on a job, man. You know, with, so, this so, other lady got that. mad so, at wait, me wait, wait, let 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 me, let this lady that she don't like. But, Brother Daniel, let me tell you thoughts here right quick. So we uh, have to be uh, mindful that, you know, just because we, we don't like stuff, that don't mean that God don't like it. So we have to pray. That's why Jesus said you pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for those that take advantage of you. And, if you know, if it comes to a, uh, turn the other cheek if you've been struck. It ain't so much as a physical stra- uh, uh, slapping us. A physical insult. It's sometimes it's a spiritual. Sometimes people can hit hit your soul, hit you so deep that it cuts you to the very to your very fiber. And it's hard, Ricky. I ain't got to go up and slap you for you to be. I can say something bad about you, and it and it's like a slap. And he said, when those evil of they they may damage your soul, turn it to the other cheek. That means allow God to. Uh, work things out. Don't take it into your own hands. Cause sometimes we we get so mad with that. They touch me. I'm doing. They ain't a. It's not a physical touch. It's a spiritual touch. And so I I, I know what you're saying. But you know we serve a God of love. And sometimes that love is hard to manifest itself in people's man. But that's what we mess up at. We ain't looking for that love of people. We need that love of God. How God loved. He God loved you through those unlovable situations. Hey, brother, yeah, man. Ready to get out of here, man. Give us some, give us some words of encouragement, man. This been a great program. I didn't get a chance to run any of the archives because our our conversation was so in depth and so timely and so personal that I did not want it to be interrupted. So thank you, brother. I had a good time. We just sit here and we just reflect on how good God been and where the firm oh, man. and how oh, God is calling I, us I, I, I was into the like in, in, in the midst of His people. I was just speaking like this today because I was, uh, this is like, today was kind of like my my little personal testimony was what's, what's going on in my life. Uh, we all go through storms, and that's the thing for this day when it's going through a storm, you know. <laughs> we all go through storms. We got to come out of it and then bring up the sunshine, bring up the, the new day, bring in a new day. So, I just cry what I'm praying is that Heavenly Father, I want Lord, I want to bring peace upon this land that we're living in today, Lord. I ask you to bring up harmony and unity between the brethren of man. I want everybody in this listening on our blog talk show to understand that there's a battle that's going on between good and evil. And we need we need to get us to be intercessors to get people together to understand that we have to become closer to the Spirit of God. In order for our our people to survive in this period of time that we're living in, 
put us together, Lord. Bring all the forces that we need to help unite the strength. Let us be able to put people together, bring people that's got resources to help these people that we're trying to minister to. Let them come and to us. Bring them to us. Bring them to our folks that we talk to on this radio show. Bring people that's, that's wealthy, that's got money, that's got businesses that can help the homeless people in Dallas. And I don't know, and I'm just telling you, that's, 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 my, that's my cause in life now, Reverend Lewis. I'm 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 challenging the people. We need to help pull up the city of Dallas. That's a good calling, brother. I have got to, brother. Dan, we got we, we got to get out of here, brother Daniel. I know uh, we're gonna we're gonna petition heaven together and, and ask God for a blessing for a breakthrough. But thank you, brother blessing. Daniel. I want to thank our listening audience you for know, coming through here. I want to thank our Lord since uh been a part of what we've been doing for over the number of years. And God bless you as we get ready to get out of here. Have a great day in the Lord. Question Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne of grace and mercy, dear Lord. We thank you, dear Lord, for always being a help in a very present time of need. We thank you, dear Lord, for looking past our faults and failures, dear Lord, and calling us sons and daughters of the earth. Of the kingdom, dear Lord. Precious Lord, I God, as we will petition heaven, dear Lord, on behalf of our brothers, dear Lord, we ask you to open up the windows of heaven, dear Lord, and pour them out of spiritual blessing, dear Lord, that they won't have room to fit, uh, uh, to uh, handle, dear Lord. We pray for those that live on the street, dear Lord. We pray, dear, dear Lord, that your people, dear Lord, which are called by your name, will humble themselves and seek your place mm. and intervene and, inter- and inter- interject into the lives of our men and women that's on the street, whether they're young or old, dear Lord, that they have the resources that they need. With clothes, food, dear Lord, for such a time as, as the weather is changing, dear Lord, where should the Lord to allow Speaking people, the Lord, your people, the Lord, to uh, you know, to help out those that are less fortunate, the Lord. But we too was naked, we too was afraid, we too was homeless, dear Lord, and you came into our lives, dear Lord. For we all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. Precious Lord, I know that we go out to the remainder of this day. Where should the Lord to bless us? Dear Lord, no matter where we go, as you allow us to be a blessing to uh, to the men and women in which we encounter, dear Lord, and we promise to give you the praise and the glory. Precious uh, mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you for Brother Daniel. We ask you to continue to watch over him and his family, dear Continue to give him a testimony, dear Lord, that shake the very foundation of hell, dear Lord, and set the captives free in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, as we go out today, we go down to mm-hmm. Dallas Light, we ask you, dear Lord, to go before us, prepare the hearts of the peoples, dear Lord. Allow what we do, dear Lord, be honorable and pleasing to you. As we go to the senior citizens later on today, dear Lord, we ask you to prepare their hearts and their minds, bring back their remembrance, how good God being from the very youth up until now, how you washed over them, dear Lord, how you took care of them, dear Lord, how you have a place prepared for them that's not made of hand. Give them comfort and assurance at this stage of life that all is well with thee. Dear Lord, we thank you. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You're listening to another Amen. great episode of Free on the Inside Ministry. We pray that you're being blessed today, that you go forth and let God use you mightily. Thank you, Brother Daniel, for what you've been doing in the name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.